Hello, welcome to the Parenting Counterintuitively podcast. We're your hosts, Josh and Tammy Stevens. We have three adult children and two children-in-law and four awesome grandchildren. And we obviously have some experience with parenting, therefore, and not all of it's great. We've certainly messed up along the way. And, but I feel like we've learned some things the hard way that maybe we can pass along to people that are in the middle of it now and help them to learn from our mistakes, learn from some of the things that we found worked well and be able to be that much better, be that much more of an intentional parent. So our episode today is embarrass your kids early and often. And that does sound counterintuitively, hope counterintuitive, hopefully. And we're going to unpack that throughout the episode and help you understand what are some of the positive aspects of that and what we mean by that. But before we do... Yeah, before we get started, we just want to remind you that the idea behind parenting counterintuitively um, is really that uh, next stages of parenting. And so we want to encourage you that if you're just starting to listen to this podcast and this is you're looking for the foundations of parenting we want to encourage you to to take a step back focus on the family is a great resource to look at and there's some other ones that you can see in our show notes yeah and so to read introduce today's topic we're talking about embarrass your kids early and often so counterintuitively i thought we weren't really supposed to embarrass our kids well, in the last episode we kind of alluded to this topic a little bit uh, and we gave a uh, sort of a half reference to the uh, movie Princess Bride, which is one of my favorites and, and a favorite in our family. And in that movie, Wesley spends many years building up an immunity to Iocane powder. And we've spent many years helping our kids to build up an immunity to embarrassment. So starting out when they're small, we've kind of uh, tried to inoculate them from embarrassment so that when they get to middle school, when they get to high school, with all the drama that goes on, it's just one last thing. If they're able to persevere and be resilient, then it's going to give them a level of self-confidence that they otherwise would not have been able to have and be able to succeed in ways that they otherwise wouldn't. Yeah, and as we share with you today, uh, we're going to share some examples, and we've got a guest speaker that we're excited to share with you about. Um, but uh kind of the what happens when you can expose your kids early and often to embarrassment. What happens when they do get to that older stage? And an example that uh, I'm going to share is is that high school age. My oldest daughter, or our oldest daughter, texted one day and just said, uh, hey, mom, could you bring pizza to school today for myself and our friends? And it was like, sure. And so I got to the parking lot and I texted her back and said, hey, I'm here with the pizza. Do you want to come out and grab it? And she said, do you mind bringing it in? And I was like, um, sure. But it kind of had this like, do you want me to come in and be seen with you type of thing? And you know, wasn't that embarrassing thing that high schoolers have of having their mom be seen? And uh, she was like, no. And so I came in and I went to put the pizza on the table and she's like, well, you're going to sit and have lunch with us, right? And I kind of looked like, well, that'd be cool. And, you know, as the mom, I was pretty excited, but I still had that thought of, aren't the high school kids still embarrassed to have their parents around? But I had put that portrayal on 
my own self to the kids. And uh, really what it was was um, doing that assumption thing. And um, anyway, so I share that story with you that that as you go through that, what that really um, did was I had I had set myself up for assuming that I was embarrassing her. My husband, we actually asked all of our kids about embarrassing times and all of them came back with, well, dad was really good about, you know, trying to be the embarrassing one. We couldn't really think of anything that you did, mom. So, um, but it's kind of funny. I was just trying to think through of different times that, uh, to me, those were like those small pieces. I didn't want to embarrass my kids, but uh, my husband was great at at doing those. Yeah, so it's really about building resiliency, building self-confidence, so that when they do get to high school, I mean, that's one example of many of where it just was normal to sit down at the lunch table in high school with mom. And it wasn't embarrassing because they had that resiliency, they had that self-confidence, they had that confidence in family that we're always there for each other. So we have an example of with our youngest and a similar example where she showed resiliency to embarrassment. As an adult, she had the confidence to join in on a parade, dressed as a coffee cup, doing the chicken dance with random people in the street. You know, who has the confidence to do that, right? So she was working at a coffee shop and had the opportunity to wear the mascot costume of that coffee shop, was able to go be in the street and to just dance with random people going down this parade route. And, you know, it's just a, a, a way, again, of showing that confidence and that, you know what, I'm, I don't have to worry about being embarrassed. I've survived uh, my dad in middle school, so I can survive anything. Uh, just this week, she wore her Mrs. Incredible costume to the daycare that she works at. And she was meeting up with some friends to meet her friend's boyfriend for the first time. And she didn't have time to change in between going to work and going out to the restaurant to eat. So it was not Halloween. And she was dressed up as Mrs. Incredible and showed up to the restaurant and was, you know, I'm sure maybe felt a little self-conscious, but was able to do that because, hey, this is what's going on. This is who I am. And uh, she was capable. One other example is uh, with our son. So we have a, a girl, boy, girl, and our son is the middle child. And, you know, for him to, he's a bit of an introvert like I am. And, but he's able to express himself with his truck. He had a, an old S10 and he was able to, to put some graphics on it and just fix it up in, in different ways that were very unique and really drew attention. And, but he wasn't embarrassed by it. He was confident in, Hey, this is who I am. And this is the way I'm going to express myself. He also, in the process of that, was able to build up mechanical skills in fixing up a car and taking the effort to do that and to not feel like, oh, well, what if I mess it up? Or what if I have to ask for help? Um, he was able to have the confidence to build those skills as well. So we th see the benefits of building confidence through an immunity to embarrassment, but how do we actually embarrass them in small doses? Well, one example is uh, when we gave our oldest daughter the nickname George. 
even to this day, when we're in a group setting, I can holler out, hey, George, and she'll turn and look, and then everybody else will look at her like, what? <laughs> um, but she's not embarrassed by that. And, uh, you know, another example is when I was a volunteer leader in their middle school youth ministry, I would be intentionally loud, obnoxious, I'd be throwing dodgeballs at people, and, uh, you know, it was something that other kids would ask, who is that guy? And they'd have to admit that, that I was their dad. As you kind of alluded to earlier, you were the, you were the less embarrassing one, and I was the one that um, kind of did that, but... Uh, so speaking of George, we have uh, George with us today. Our guest today is our oldest daughter, Samantha. And so we prepped her with uh, asking her, hey, what were some ways that you felt embarrassed by us maybe early on? And or what were some ways that some things that later on maybe would have been embarrassing now that you reflect on it, but it didn't seem embarrassing at the time because you already had an immunity. So with that, I'm going to ask Samantha to go ahead and join us. Hi, Sam. Hi. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start with the, the first thing that comes to mind when asked most embarrassing thing my parents did was uh, in middle school parent-teacher conferences, we we're walking down the stairways and dad decided to sit on the banister and slide down instead of walking down like every other parent did. Um, and uh, that's probably the biggest embarrassment that I can think of I don't um, of course the uh, like you said at the middle school youth group he's always the loud one or uh, when we'd go to concerts or whatever he would you know loudly jump and dance and sing and um, I found myself doing that a couple months ago when I took our 14 year old to a concert and I was the one loudly jumping and dancing and he was the one staring at me like he didn't come with me. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, but when I was asking the kids if of embarrassing moments that they could think of, they couldn't come up with any, so it must not have scarred him too bad. Perfect. They're also building up an immunity apparently. Right. Um, I think we also just joked around a lot uh, with each other, you know, gentle name calling, nothing, you know, necessarily rude or mean, but, um, you know, just being able to joke around in our house and we weren't in trouble for that kind of stuff and we could let it roll off. So when someone else who wasn't our family was to joke around or, or name call, even if it wasn't a joke, it rolled off like a joke, I think. Yeah, that's a really good point and a good, I think, you know, an extension of that. It's not only embarrassment in a public setting, like at, at uh, middle school youth group or at school, but even within the own family to build up resilience. Yeah. And, you know, re reflecting on it a little bit, I think that, uh, you know, it kind of, you mentioned that it builds confidence as well. And so just watching you as parents not let other things bug you when other people would do something to hurt you or to, you know, that might be embarrassing or um, 
you know, just watching the confidence that you had as parents and not worrying about what other people thought, I think also gave us some of that confidence as well. Speaking of that, uh, not thinking what or caring what other people thought, uh, how, how, I'm putting you on the spot here. We didn't prep this one. Um, how did you feel about the first time I asked you to cut my hair? <laughs> um, but nervous for sure. Um, definitely not confident and, uh, you know, there's a lot that can go wrong with it's like on top of your head and everybody sees it. So, yeah, but so. now, I mean, I cut, I've got four boys living in my house and I cut all their hair. So that's, you know, clearly yeah, I got better and more confident. Don't even think twice about it now. Right. Right. Yeah. But I think we find too that, you know, though the podcast is on embarrassment, I think we find that, you know, there's a lot of paralleling factors, right, between confidence and embarrassment. And mm-hmm. and there's that level of building confidence because we kind of had that immunity to the embarrassment, right? So it's that I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in who God has made me. I'm confident in who... Um, who I am and who I am and yeah in the in the uncomfortable things rather it's you're gonna cut my hair I don't want to um you know and and in that situation dad put you in a really uncomfortable spot to cut his hair but he also knew the worst case scenario is the hair would grow back right right and Mm -hmm. I think that's I I like to think in, in some of what you said about the confidence that we had helped you to have confidence and, you know, like, like she just said, it's that confidence that we had that, Hey, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? And I think, uh, I think I've seen you ask that sort of question in the, you know, in your life as well, you know, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and try this. What's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. Right. Now you're a successful entrepreneur, um, you know, did well in college, did well, uh, you know, do well in your family and your community. And so a lot of those things that we see that that you really have a lot of confidence in yourself and for a good reason you're very not just confident you're competent and you know you can do those things and even in the things that might be a bit of a stretch you say well i'm going to give it a try and you know what's the worst that can happen and and make some some good decisions yeah absolutely but also being willing to to possibly step out and be embarrassed in that moment, either for yourself or with your husband or with your kids Mm -hmm. to make that what is probably a good idea or possibly, but also knowing that it might not have been. (laughs) And you've been now the president of your local chamber of commerce. You've done ribbon cutting ceremonies in front of news people. I mean, there's, there's things that, you know, would terrify a, a normal human being of, you know, public speaking and, and those kinds of things that, um, you're just able to do with, or sometimes I've seen you kind of look around going, isn't somebody going to step up and take the lead here? And, <laughs> and you go ahead and do it because you do have that confidence. Yeah. And that's not to say that I'm never nervous either, but I, you know, like you said, the, the immunity to embarrassment is there, if, you know, I've been embarrassed before and I know that it's never killed me. So, you know, 
You just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much for, uh, being the confident and competent person that you are for taking such great care of, uh, our grandchildren, keep that up. And, uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks again for having me. Thanks, Sam. So as we kind of mentioned, uh, you kind of heard me allude to that confidence and that, uh, that piece that we talked about with Sam, but there's a great parallel um, as Sam was growing up, as well as others and, and our kids, we saw too, that really point back to a biblical um, uh, lesson here too. And it's found in Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy 4.12, you know, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And really it's, you know, being, you know, that being immune to embarrassment is going to help you really be able to hold true to that verse. And our, our youngest daughter is um, in her 20s now, and she still holds strong to that verse. And she just quoted it again the other day. And, uh, and I love that, you know, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. And I think that's so true for all of us. Um, you can just replace that, you know, in whatever age you are, but set an example. And I think that, you know, we just need to remember, um, our speech and our conduct and our love, our faith and impurity. And, uh, also there's another great verse in Joshua 1, 9, and it, you know, it's a, it's a great one with that self-confidence, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So I'm going to segue from that, you know, God being with you, being strong and courageous into the practical takeaways. So as we kind of wrap up every episode, we talk about, well, what can you do as a parent? What kind of practical thing can you put into practice this week? And one of those is that self-confidence as a parent to you know, I think every parent, it was certainly true with us and, and every parent that we've talked to, the the feeling of, boy, am I really up for this? You know, I can remember as a, as a new dad getting handed this baby in the hospital and like, uh, you just handed that to me? <laughs> this thing is uh, a big responsibility and you handed it to me. They're like, hey, you're the dad now. You'd step up and be strong and very courageous. And um, it took a lot of effort to do that and, and a lot of good people in my life. But as a parent, as uh, Samantha talked about, be courageous, be an example of courage to the kids, and then be an example and, and embarrass them early and often. So on the early side, if you have young kids, it's uh, good to make funny faces, be silly, uh, be that example of uh, of a you know, goofball and, and, but with confidence and, you know, be silly around their friends, take it a little bit at a time, start small and inoculate them with small doses of embarrassment or things that would be embarrassing, but they'll never even think that they were embarrassed because that'll just be normal for them. With older kids, if you've been trying to shelter them from embarrassment a bit, um, You'll want to start a little bit smaller, maybe. Um, do something a little crazy with maybe one of their friends. You know, when, when one of their friends is over, maybe 
you know, just do a little embarrassing thing here, but in a positive way, you know, keeping in mind that positive affirmation, that positive encouragement, that positive um, peace. And as, as Samantha mentioned in her piece, um, goofing around with funny words, but, and then they would joke, but it was always in a, in a, in a, you know, the words that were exchanged were positive. They weren't cutting down, um, or, or too harsh. So being gentle with those, um, and those can be good small segues if you haven't been already kind of doing these. And then, um, you had any examples for the, for the older kids? Yeah, I think, you know, when you, if you're going to start this with older kids, like Tammy said, start small. Um, just like with, uh, any, uh, inoculation, you, you don't want to give them a huge dose right away. Um, but also to, also to understand that older kids might push back when say you try to give them a hug in public. Um, but do it anyway. In our experience and the people that we've talked to, um, we've had feedback from some of our kids as friends that say, boy, I wish my dad would hug me like that even though, you know, they might not say that or they might not reach out for it. They, they really do want that. So some of the things that are sort of public displays of, inf- of affection for your kids that they might feel are, oh, dad, don't do that in front of my friends. Um, you know, start small, maybe, as Tammy said, do it in front of one friend at first and then in front of a group of friends. But, but pour out love on your kids and they really will appreciate it. Yeah, including the kids, um, small, working your way up, groups, family stuff. As you're going around, Josh has a uh, a silly hat that he brought back from Russia years ago. It's not silly. It's actually really cool. It's very large and warm. It's ridiculous. Okay, yeah, but it's warm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, little things like that. If you've got something you brought back. Um, wearing that out in public. Those are just some other little examples of things you can do that um, you can you can start to involve yourself in um, to, to kind of work on that embarrassment part. So we hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of Parenting Counterintuitively. If you liked what you heard, we encourage you to subscribe to wherever you enjoy getting your content. Um, And uh, if you like what you heard, share with others and I encourage you to leave feedback. We'd love to hear from listeners. As we always say, uh, we're going to leave you with our tacky little tagline. It's It's not not about about having having good kids. kids. It's It's about about equipping equipping them to become successful successful adults. adults.